0: Southeast Radio's morning mix, chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. Good morning, Alan. Good morning to your listeners.
1: Well, the season is well and truly back. People to attend matches again, and when we go back a couple of weeks ago to see people attending the game against Kilkenny, it was a joyous sight, wasn't it?
0: It was great, and there was a raucous atmosphere. I think people were delighted to be back in uh, in Wexford for Park. Uh, and obviously it was an exciting end to the game, and there was a there was a fantastic atmosphere. So, um, you know, for those of us who were there when behind closed doors, it was certainly a, a real pleasure to hear that uh, to hear that fantastic atmosphere again. And uh, as you say, hopefully we'll hear it again on Sunday, Alan.
1: It's very early days yet, I know the footballers had a bit of a setback against Sligo last week and of course the Hurlers came up against a strong Dublin team but now the battle lines are drawn because this game against Limerick is a crucial match, isn't it? Very early on in the season, Michal.
0: Yeah, well a crucial match, uh, important matches for for both causes this weekend. Obviously our our footballers uh, look to bounce back from the disappointment last weekend. They're going up to Cavan, which will be be a challenge but... um, uh, I think that it's one it's one the lads are relishing, and, and obviously from a hurling perspective, it is early days. Um, and while I suppose the focus is really on April and being preparing for the championship in April, it's an important game to bounce back after last weekend. There's no doubt uh, we were all disappointed uh, with the performance in in, in Crow Park on uh, on Saturday evening. Um, but I think listen, there there is an element of perspective that needs to be kept that uh, we're in a we're in a new setup and. There, you know, players are getting their opportunities. That will continue to an extent on um, on Sunday but certainly it's, it's you know, the Walsh Cup is would not be seen as an important competition for us whereas the league would be so we'll, we'll be expecting a bounce back in performance on Sunday certainly.
1: Well we get on to uh, the, the, the rules that you'd like to get across uh, for people particularly when it comes to parking. We've already heard from Gareth Chacon earlier on in the week about the importance to respect people's property because a bumper crowd is expected for that game but elsewhere within the GAA there were been some developments when it comes to uh, the championship fixtures this year. What's happening?
0: Yeah, we had a county board meeting on uh, on Tuesday night um, and I suppose we had a long process uh, of information. We established a, a review committee and we've had some information seminars and then eventually, when we were allowed back into a room, as we were last Tuesday night, uh, we had a county board meeting where the decisions were made uh, for, for 2022 and how we would organise our competitions. Uh, and after a vote of clubs, it was decided that we would return to uh, two groups of six, which is, I suppose, the 2019 format. Um, first and foremost, that was the the first decision. Uh, and then the second uh, decision was that we would maintain the, the split season with uh, with the commencing with hurling and championship, uh, and followed by football. Um, so uh, they were big decisions, and I think it was. It was it was a good process. There was a, a huge amount of consultation, and I think for the most part the clubs would have consulted with their players, uh, and that's the decision of clubs now. And um, and it's it's going to be a challenge to organise this because within the split season there certainly is a, a shortened time frame. Uh, but that's exactly what uh, what has started since um, since Tuesday night and the last couple of days now. It's it's about planning for that.
1: Um, elsewhere there's a growing I suppose, I'm not saying, I'm not sure you can tell me if it's a a groundswell or is it just bubbling under uh, of a return to under 18 and under 21 when it comes to underage um, age groups. What's the feedback on that Michal? Are we hearing more concerns about that or is it likely to remain the same at the moment?
0: Well it'll remain the same for 2022 Um, there is, we have a proposal about under 19 and under 20 that will go to the next county board meeting in three weeks time um, obviously it's an area we, we outlined it as an area that we wanted to focus on and bring bring proposals and we brought proposals to the county board um, and as a delicate balance for example I suppose the decision of clubs on, on Tuesday night uh, to run with it two groups of six in a split season, it would be impossible for us under the current regulations to return to under 18 because uh, you just wouldn't get the games played. There'd be too much of an overlap between uh, adult games and, and minor games. Uh, so the whole thing, I suppose, is is in the mix at the moment. There are motions going to Congress. I would like, I think it definitely needs to be bedded down. Uh, there's been a huge amount of discussion about it. Uh, really what I'd like to see, first of all, at national level, is let's make a decision, stick to it, and set it out clearly. Uh, and then it'll uh, it'll make our job easier at county level also.
1: Looking at uh, other positives as well, I know we spoke about the development, and we can we can update our listeners on that as well. I mean, the GAA reported the surplus in excess of €1 million Euro to its annual convention, didn't it, pre-Christmas. Um, how this was done in the most difficult of, of, uh, of times is worth mentioning, Mihal. How was it done?
0: It was done through prudent management and good governance first of all um Alan um now there's there's a number of one offs i suppose in terms of uh, in terms of some supports that you you wouldn't be receiving on a, on a uh, uh say in, in a normal time but um certainly as say since i would say 2017 but but with with Derek Kent as my predecessor and myself we have zoned in very much on on governance and prudent management of our finances and ensuring that we're in a we're we're in a good place to uh to To build a development fund, it's not that long ago where um, you might have been getting phone calls where Wexford GA weren't pay, weren't uh, weren't able to pay their, uh, their pay their creditors um, and there were there were cash flow um, issues. Um, Alan, we're now in a position where we're in a, you know we're we're financially strong, but it's very very important to emphasise very important to emphasise that our facilities in Wexford are behind the facilities in other counties. Our centre of excellence. You know, for any of us, and there's been thousands of children that played there this uh, this year. Thousands of people have gone gone through our centre of excellence. People realise you have to you have to you have to drive up a lane where it's costing us maybe ten or twelve thousand to to fill fill that with with potholes um, every every year. So we have plans to spend two million in the centre of excellence to bring it up to say what would be required as standard, and another two million in uh, in Chadwick's Wexford Park. So we have we have commenced uh, a development fund um to do that i'm actually meeting the minister, minister jack chambers um in in a couple of weeks time to seek some uh, support for our projects that other counties such as parkakeven and so on have uh, have received so we're now in a situation where we've created a development fund uh we're now lobbying for to get the same supports that other counties uh, have but yeah the first thing you have to do is ensure that you've got good governance ensure that you have that fund in place and then you go on and you're able to you're in a stronger position to lobby the various uh, sources to add to that fund and bring our facilities up to up to scratch i, I get a huge yeah. number of calls every year about the facilities in Patrick's park the facilities in Chadwick's Wexford park or the facilities in halo, uh, yeah. in the halo tile center of excellence right and uh, the reality is unless we have the funds uh, to upgrade them uh, those, we, we'll remain in that position. So we've we started on a journey of that. We had a very good, uh, strong financial year, but we'll need to back that up year on year on year right. uh, to ensure we deliver the the facilities that the people and supporters and members of Wexford GA deserve.
1: You spoke to me about the floodlights pre-Christmas, so we don't need to go down that road again, but uh, I do believe that the uh, actual uh, Chadwick's Wexford Park, the pitch itself, is going to get remedial work done on it. And how long will it be out of action for then, Michal? Mm-hmm.
0: So phase one, basically, we're we're installing an irrigation system. I don't know if anyone, some of the, some of the our neighbours, and we might talk about that in a second, would might look through and see see the, the the current watering system we have is 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 quite archaic. To be to be and to be fair, our, our ground staff have done a fantastic job in uh, in in maintaining it. With you know uh, under say older systems, so we're going to install uh, a state of the art uh, irrigation system. Um, commencing in May, our last game in May will be sometime around the May Bank holiday. So the pitch will close in early May, with an intention of opening it up again in time for club championship. There won't be any major games uh, planned for Chadwick's Wexford Park during that period. So the months of May, June, possibly early July, uh, Chadwick's Wexford Park will be will be closed for for action on the pitch uh, to ensure that the remedial action uh, takes place.
1: Finally, Hall, going back to the match, you say the footballers away from home against Cavan, big match for them, the hurlers at home to Limerick, and I know you'd like to get the message out there in tandem with what we heard from Agarda Chicana about people abiding by the law and giving people freedom to come in and out of their homes, in and around the ground.
0: 100%, absolutely essential, we have a very good relationship with our, our neighbours, uh around chattis Park and they have been they have been very good in understanding and uh, I think we've improved the systems over the last number of years, but it's important to realise that people haven't been, haven't been at a at a significant game with a crowd like this. We're expecting an excess of 10,000 people uh, since almost exactly two years ago, I would say, um, since we've had this type of crowd. People must remember that they will need to leave early. Uh, it is a ticket-only match. Uh, tickets can be bought online or in Centre or Super Value. Um, and uh, arrive early and arrive on time. The stand will be first come, first served. We uh, we would expect that uh, by by half past one, for example, I would expect the stand would be would be almost full, if not full. Um, so arrive on time. Uh, we, you would also expect that there will be traffic in around places like Oilgate and in the entrances to to town. So arrive early, um, park in. Uh, a secure place, um, St Peter's College, all those places, and respect uh, both on Garda Síochána and our voluntary stewards around the uh, around the grounds. And uh, then, most importantly, when you get in, uh, cheers, cheers loud as you can. It'll be great to be back and, uh, and uh, look arm in a boo.
1: Southeast Radio's morning mix: chat, news, and your views.